You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Are you ready to blab with me? Grab a front row seat as I adventure through motherhood, build my career, and not lose my shit. This podcast is a place for women to come together and relate through the highs and lows of business and motherhood, keep it real, and learn some new business tips and tricks while inspiring each other to do the dang thing. So close your eyes and take a deep breath, mama. You found us. It might not always be pretty, but you can count on one thing. We are in this hot mess together. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you have been following along, you have seen me talking about email marketing. It feels like everywhere. I'm talking about that right now. It's been the focus inside of our Boss Ladies and Babies headquarters for the month of October. It is the theme for our weekly Business Blab episodes, and it has been a common question, topic of conversation, theme that has been weaving its way through all of my conversations, all of the communities that I'm part of. And it has just been like top of mind for myself. And it feels like so many people I'm talking with this month. I have been talking about email marketing to literally everyone and it has been so much fun. And so I thought for this week's episode, we're switch things up a little bit because I want to give you guys a sneak peek behind the scenes of what these conversations actually look like. So for this episode today, I took segments of one of our recent conversations inside of the Boss Ladies and Babies headquarters. This is going to be snippets from our monthly call where we do a little bit of networking, a little bit of brainstorming, some Q&A, and it's just a really fun way for us to collaborate and work through questions and ideas and topics. And this month's topic was email marketing. The group had some really great questions. The group also had some really great input. And I was able to give a lot of feedback and kind of on-the-spot coaching in this call. And so I thought I would share it because these are real conversations that are being had by entrepreneurs, by business owners who are trying to figure out this marketing thing and make it easier and make it systemized and make it easy to be consistent. And so today I'm going to let you in behind the scenes of what these conversations look like and share with you bits and pieces of our latest call inside of the headquarters. Now, before we get into it, I just want to do a little mental health check-in because that's what we do around here. You know we like to keep it real. And I would say that my mental health this week is doing pretty good. It's been a pretty good week. We have been really productive both in business and in life. I feel like I'm kind of turning a corner in my business. I just shared a story about this the other day, but I'm in a really sweet spot in my business. Like, This week that this episode comes out specifically is kind of showing all of this hard work that I've been putting in to set my business up, to make it sustainable, to create this foundation. It's all starting to kind of pay off and come together. So the week that this episode comes out is a really exciting week because it's literally an entire week full of doing the things that I love. 
I am teaching an email marketing class in person, which is so much fun to one of my friend's real estate brokerages. So that is a really exciting and different thing that I'm kind of adding in to my services. So that's going to be really fun. I have a massage in the middle of the week. I have our Olympia Boss Society Connection Night where I get to get in the room with this beautiful community that we've created and just pour in to our local community. I'm teaching another in-person planning party uh, for another friend, and we're just going over the framework that I use to plan my months so that she can share it with her team, which is so exciting. It's just a lot of in-person pouring into people this week, which is so much fun because I've completely built it around my life and my schedule, making it so that I work for maybe three hours a day. And then by two o'clock, I am done. And I can just really focus on my family and my life and the things that I want to do. So this week has really shown me that all of this hard work and you know restructuring and scaling back and rearranging is starting to pay off. And that's making my mental health score definitely go up. Also on the personal side, we had our anniversary this week. My husband and I have been married for eight years, which is a little bit crazy. And I don't know, just things are going well. Like I feel like the transition for kindergarten is finally starting to settle in. <laughs> I know last week we talked a lot about that and it was almost like I needed to speak it out loud for the shift to happen because it just feels like it's all coming together, which feels really good. So it's also spooky season. I love this time of year. This is, you know, when I met my husband, when we got married, there's just so much fun and excitement this time of year leading up into the holidays. So I would say my mental health is sitting at about like a seven or an eight right now, which feels really good because it's been in a low place for a while. So it just, it feels good to kind of have that shift. I think I mentioned last week too, I've been able to start running again. So that's getting the positive energy and endorphins going. So it, yeah, it just feels good. It feels good. And I'm getting to do so much of what I love, both in motherhood, in my life, and in my business. So that is definitely contributing to it. Okay. Without any further ado, let's get into it behind the scenes. I have shared behind the scenes like this before. Because if you know me, you know I love reality TV. There's a reason why reality TV is so popular. People love to see that removing the fourth wall, behind the scenes stuff. And so you are getting a front row seat at our call inside of the Boss Ladies and Babies headquarters talking about email marketing. Now, I didn't give it all to you. I just pieced together some of it. So it's going to make sense. But if you're wondering like, oh, what was the first part of that question? Some of it I had to keep out for privacy and, and things like that. But it's going to be really good. And I hope you take some major takeaways from this episode. I can't wait to share it to you because share it with you because this is one of my favorite conversations that I've had in a while. So um, if we want to go around, I can go, uh, I want to connect to more people in person. Mm. I like your plan with the email. 
I would also like just a suggestion off the cuff, but could you come up with some kind of like freebie lead magnet that's specific to networking moms in your area? So, I mean, I'm trying to think like audio might be like something audio might be good, even if it's just like the sound clip from you talking on Zoom and maybe like five ways to network when you're uncomfortable or like five tips to network. And then you could like pitch in your group. Um, and then you could also grow your email list for that, that way. Hmm. I'm trying to think of how we've grown art because our email list, we've been doing it for about six months now. And that email list is at about 140 last time I checked and which is crazy. And I think a lot of it is from Instagram. Um, we point people to our, our list. We don't have a freebie, but I think that that could be really cool for, for yours to have a freebie. Um, anytime anybody signs up for an event, we add them to our list and then we have our landing page, like for the events where they can sign up for the list. Um, yeah, I think How do you have the landing page. Is that just like part of your website and you've done a separate one? I created a website on Canva. Um, oh. and then I, I actually bought a domain, but it was only like $10. Yeah. And it's, it's super, super simple. Um, I can show you, I can screen share if we have time after everybody goes and just kind of show it. If okay. not, I can show it to you guys at another time, but I made it super simple. Um, just yeah on Canva and it was like the easiest website I ever created so yeah yeah and I'm not like a graphic designer <laughs> I was gonna chime in and say Canva's super easy to make like a landing page it's I think you can have five per account or something like that so oh, cool it's really easy drag and drop and they've actually re like updated a little bit so it's so much like seam it's really seamless it's nice um, you use a certain template for that when you're creating a landing page on canva they have some on there so when, when you make a canva website you can't have multiple pages you only have one page okay i would almost say like even if you're not doing an in-person group like if you have something that you want to use to try to get people onto your email list that's more like um you could do this on your own website even but have like an actual landing page for your freebie too that could be a cool way to get more people on your email list and like get some excitement for it. How do you drive them to that landing page? Are you using using SEO techniques or are you from your email or website? Are you saying, hey, check out my other page for more information about our group? Yeah, so, so this is like separate. It's become separate from like my boss ladies and babies business. So this was a fresh audience and mm -hmm. every... Everything that we've grown from this has been honestly through Instagram, I would say is probably the heaviest lifter. Um, the demographic for this particular offer is on Instagram and like our Instagram grew really quickly. The main thing that we point them to on Instagram is like our olympiabossociety.com website, which was a $10 domain and then this free landing page. Um, so that's where we point everybody 90% of the time because they can do all the things from this landing page. They can get their event ticket. They can sign up for the email list. They can join the membership. Um, 
And then Eventbrite, we also point them there, which then if they come to the event and they buy their ticket, then we put them manually on the list. But Instagram has been a huge driver for our list. Um, also, I spend some time once a week just posting in local Facebook groups. Like I'll troll for like, share your business. Like there's certain groups in my area where I can put prompt, where they have prompts for you to share your business. And yeah. so I'll share uh, that in there. And then also like trolling through for people asking specifically for like community. I'll be like, oh, check out our group. And I'll just put the, so the landing page, I'll just drop the landing page wherever I can. Okay. So I just found your Instagram page because I was curious. <laughs> yeah. So this is Olympia Boss Society. So this mm -hmm. is a different thing that you've created with a couple of other ladies, it looks like. Yeah. It's, this is just, so we do once a month, we do a networking event. And then once a quarter, we do like a half day educational event. Very cool. Yeah. It's been, it's been really awesome and it's grown really quickly. We just started it at the end of May. So. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's been awesome, but it's been a cool, it's been cool to see like this demographic for sure is on Instagram and you guys know how I feel about Instagram. <laughs> like it's not my favorite, but Instagram paired with email marketing has been a super powerful strategy for this specifically. I have a question on your email marketing strategy for um, the this society. Yeah. Is it, I know that you've been doing multiple times a week lately for boss ladies and babies. Are you using that same strategy for Olympia boss? No, I'm not. So um, I'm trying to figure out exactly how I want that to look right now. I'm really not sending Olympia boss society, any of my boss ladies and babies emails yet because I want to make sure that they're getting society stuff and I don't want them to unsubscribe and miss something. Mm -hmm. um, so what I do, I keep it really simple for that. I do one email every Monday. That's like, here's what's coming up this month. Um, like on the first Monday, I'll do that. The second Monday is reiterating the events coming up or the things coming up. The third Monday is like, hey, did you get your ticket for upcoming event yet? And then the fourth one is like, thanks for sticking with me all month. Like just kind of random um, nurturing. And then I'll do once a month, like a huge email. That's like, here's all the things coming up for the next month. Or like in October, I did, here's all the things coming up for the next quarter with all the dates. And so I really only send like four, maybe five emails a month, unless I'm launching something else. Like when we did the half day event, I sent a couple extra emails. We're launching the membership right now. So I sent a couple extra emails there, but it's really just like over and over again, here's how you can connect. Here's how you can come to the events. And that gives people a lot of value just in that. So you can keep So in your simple. strategy for Instagram, because I'm looking at, and I see for these posts that they were all back in July. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you published, you put on those, those posts to say, this is what the Olympia Boss Society Collective is. And then are you doing daily? I see that you have some stories up. So is that where you're posting daily? And then you're just bringing in people from the maybe Facebook communities and saying, hey, this is our Instagram page, follow us here. Or how are you bringing in more people to find this Instagram page? Yeah, that, you know, that is such a good question because <laughs> I think it's just, um, it's the power of the of community, I would say, because we have, um, so we post reels 
we don't ever post on our regular feed. I just did like that three grid of the Olympia Boss Society Collective, those three posts, because that's just like pointing people to our new membership. Um, but everything else that's on there, like this lives there all the time. And then the only thing that we do are stories and reels. And so I try to do like one to two reels per week is really all we do. I'll do stories like when I have time, <laughs> like I'm not on there very often, but everybody that we've, so for, for all of our events, we have sponsors. And so like the venue we use, the food we bring in, um, we bring in speakers to educate. We bring in like, we brought in like photographers and balloon arch people and just like all kinds of different vendors to let them showcase what they do and they get to come to the event for free. And then we market them on our pages. And so then in turn, they're sharing it with their community and then their community is finding us. And then they're coming over, seeing us, following us, joining our email list. So I don't put a lot of time or energy into this Instagram. It's mostly like I put the time and energy into like, connecting and creating the relationships and then people want to share this and this was just like this was a sweet spot like this was lucky because it was like people wanted this in this area but like if we're looking at business in general and not necessarily like a new networking group if you're just thinking about your business and an offer that you could put out like this is the power of something that people really want and really need how quickly it can like gain traction on its own. Um, so I would really think like in your own business too, because I'm not saying like everybody start your own group. I mean, it's been really cool, but it's not practical for everybody. So like thinking about things in your own business that you could put out there as an offer that could mimic this kind of model where it's really just doing the heavy lifting itself, which I haven't experienced in my other, like any of my other lines of business. So this is like really new and exciting for sure. That is exciting. Thanks for explaining that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's been a fun kind of like a test, like a test to see what's working, what's not. And that's why, you know, I've just really run with this because it's like, oh, this is working. This is really fun. And people really want and need this. I'll go. As far as um, email marketing, I think it all just seems so overwhelming to me mainly because of time, the time commitment for it. Um, so right now I have like 12 subscribers and that's because I haven't put a lot of effort into doing a freebie or any type of um, lead magnet. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking a couple of things. I'm like, one thing I'm thinking is, okay, well, I only have 12 subscribers. So should I even send an email out? Because shouldn't I build that first. And then the other part of me is like, well, what about these 12 subscribers? They subscribed for a reason. Shouldn't I send something out at least to them so that they know what I'm up to and what I'm doing? Um, so I don't know. I've heard about a plugin where you can put it on WordPress and then it just sends an email out automatically from a new blog post that you've published, but I'm not sure what that plugin is. So I don't know if any of you know, um, maybe a, a good plugin for that just to keep my audience that is subscribed updated on my newest blog posts. Um, but yeah, I think that's just where I want to start right now. Be further down the line, I think I'll probably end up um, hiring somebody and delegating that out so that they can run the email list. But I think that's not right now. I just need to get something started. Um, yes, that's where I'm at. 
Well, I think pretty much every platform you can segment your email list without, so you could do that manually even. So the people that are your SEO clients right now, you could even just like put them in their own segment um, so that anything you want to say directly to them, you can, and then anything you want to say directly to the other people you can. But I, for, for the sake of time, I would consider a very simple email strategy that is beneficial to both sides of your business. And that could look like a, a monthly newsletter, a weekly newsletter, where it's a little bit of personal, like, hey, this is me. This is what's happening in my life. It's a little bit of value. And then it's a little call to action. So um, I think there's a way that you can just have a very generalized newsletter that goes out to both where you can serve both sides. And then when you have a little bit more time and streamline things a little bit more, you can get more specific. You'd have to play okay. around with the format, but I think that you could put together just like a simple newsletter that you could do once a yeah. week if you can, but even once a month to start is, is a great starting point. So yeah, I, I can do that. Yeah. Thanks. And even like sharing your blog with S potential SEO clients, like you could say like, here's a great example of how I use SEO to grow my blog. And then you can like share your blog. And so they can see that. I think there's a, a few different ways you can make it cohesive. Um, okay. As far as the plugin that you were talking about, the only thing I could think of is like, I don't know if you could do that through Zapier, if you could create a Zap for that. Okay. Do you guys know? I've anything? heard really good things about Zapier. Because I, I think that would save you the most time. And then once you have that going and people are getting to know you and they're, you know, they're, they're building that connection with you, then you have more time. You can start sending out the other emails to the separate sides. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Hopefully that's helpful. I know it's hard with the time restraints. So I know, I think we talked about like theme days in our one-on-one -on -one last time. Yeah. So I would have having specific days to focus on different items. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what's a, what, what day or like what segment of what day can you work on like writing email newsletters? And I always just try to do like a month worth at once. And so if you have like mm -hmm. a chunk of time and you're a writer, so if you had like an hour, you could probably bust out four emails in an hour. My question for email is, so right now I, people can, I have like a few different freebies that people can sign up for, um, like ideal client like branding, some branding things, but, um, once they're signed up, they're just in like, they're all in this group. And then I just send out emails and it just sends out to everyone. And I kind of like the idea of, I guess, is that like building a funnel? So like if this person's signing up just for this particular, like ideal client to like really nurture that of what they're looking for. I don't know. That's kind of in my, can you give me a more specific example? I guess I want to know more about funnels and it was that it within emailing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I, th I think it's just kind of like, I know it. I don't know if I would be able to explain it to someone. Okay. Like what a funnel is. Yes. Okay. So basically like you get somebody in at the top mm -hmm. of your funnel. Okay. So you get somebody in and then you're nurturing them all the way down to the bottom where they buy your thing. That's like, how I think of it in my head yeah, so okay. you have like the wide net to get them in and then you just nurture 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 until eventually hopefully they make the purchase 
And I feel like right now I'm just kind of like anyone that's signed up for my email, I'm, I'm literally nurturing everyone. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's okay. I think um, funnels can overcomplicate things a lot. So I think you could have one just like general funnel that you do whenever somebody joins, which could be like your welcome sequence. So, but it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. So okay. if somebody joins your email list, then they automatically go into a nurture funnel where it's like, this is me. And, um, I think like the way I like to do things is kind of call out, like you're in my funnel. Like, yes, I am sending you this email and it's automated. But if you reply, I'm a real person who will respond back to you. Like I'm going to spend the next week sending you emails so that you can get to know me and see like what I'm all about. So then you could do like, welcome, you're in the funnel. Like, this is what it's going to look like. You can expect X amount of emails from me over the next X amount of days. And I would say like seven consecutive days is fine to do. It's not too much. In fact, the data really shows that if you send more emails, people are more like they stay, they like it better than if you send less. I would say like seven consecutive days, like this is me, welcome to the funnel. And then you could highlight like one thing you do and then you could highlight another thing you do. And then you could share some value and answer some questions and like all the way down until when you're finally like making the ask, like okay. buy my thing. And if you don't know what thing to buy, respond to this email and let's chat or, you know, um, opening like a conversation. It could be like a buy my thing. It could be a conversation. It could be a follow me on social, like whatever your call to action is, depending on what you really want people to do. And you can get into other funnels based on what people are interested in. Okay. But I would say like, I like the idea of just starting with like a welcome thing. Cause I yeah. feel like, really, I feel like every time I email, if there's new people on the email list, I feel like I have to like reintroduce myself to these people. Yeah. They're new. And so I like the idea of being able to like, Oh, you're new to the email list. Here's like, you know, they're going to get all these, um, they're going to get all these emails from me. They, so they kind of get more of a foundation of what I'm doing, I guess. I think that's really helpful. I, it comes down to is when you're creating just, so I would say for like where everybody's at in this group, even too many funnels is going to start to overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. Typically I'll create a new funnel. If I have a launch, if I have a new offer, if I have like something else going on that doesn't fit into my normal email strategy. But for me, I'm not, I don't have a lot of time. I'm not a tech girl. I do love writing, but I would rather write to my whole entire email list instead of like sitting there and creating a bunch of new funnels and workflows. So okay. the funnels I have is I have a welcome funnel. I have a welcome funnel to the boss ladies and babies headquarters. When you join, you get all these emails from me, my freebies. I have a funnel delivering the freebie, explaining the freebie, and then kind of like pitching them to a thing. That's pretty much it. Okay. Like I don't overcomplicate it. So I would say your welcome funnel, a freebie funnel, because you got to send them the freebie anyway. Yeah. And even if the funnel is like two to three emails, it's all you really need. And then like a launch funnel for anytime you launch something and you can really just recycle that funnel every time those emails every time and just change like the name and the features of whatever it is you're launching. Okay. So that 
is probably the best way to simplify it. But I would say, yeah, the welcome funnel is like the one thing that you need. Okay. That's really helpful. Yeah. Okay. I like generally pictured it that way. I just don't know if I would like, I guess I was overcomplicating thinking like, well, how many funnels do I need? Like, do I need one for every, like, I think that's where I was kind of getting a little like overwhelmed with the idea of it. And sure, like you could do that and you could have like 25 funnels with like a hundred different segments on your email list. And that is a strategy. And a lot of people do things like that. Or you can have one funnel that explains everything that you do and invites them to conversation, invites them to stay on your list to get you to get to know you more and then just nurture them. And if you're nurturing them really well through your normal email strategy, then they're going to figure out what it is that they want from you. So once you create it, it doesn't need to be that forever. So if you create the one funnel that's nurturing it now and, um, and you have a good system going, but then later you're like, okay, it looks like I have a group of people who's more interested in this side of things. Then as you go and you're getting people responding to your emails or you're seeing trends and what they're clicking on, then that's when you can go in and find and then segment them be- for what's most helpful. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 I think that was really overcomplicating in my head. <laughs> yeah. So. And I feel like, like you hear funnels and you're like, yeah, strategy. Like, what am I supposed to do? I feel like it is just like generally overcomplicated. Yeah. The other thing I would say is like similar to what I teach with content, but repurpose as much as you can. Like, Like if you see something that's working or you have an old email that you sent before that had the best open rate ever, like how can you take a part of that email and put it into your funnel? And like, let's say you have somebody join your general welcome sequence, but then you make another funnel for your freebie. You could do like, hi, here's your freebie. And then you could just repurpose your general welcome sequence as that funnel too. Can I do less and make it work in all these different ways? Um, and so like, that is something that I am always on a mission to do in my own business too. So yeah. What is your strategy for, um, getting new email subscribers? It's mostly just like freebies, like just like a handful that I have, like different, like different topics. Okay. Well, yeah, that's encouraging for me to hear too. Cause I think, especially on the SEO side of things that I'm doing and that I could, that's a, a potential that I could do is offer some freebies for, you know, educational yeah. advice. And, and then I personally just love freebies. I feel like it's so, sometimes it's just so nice to be like, get, download something, read it and be like, Oh, that totally sparked this. Like, that's exactly what I've been thinking about. Or I don't know. Oh, that's different light. The way i looked at it differently. Um, I personally really like them. I know some people are like, Oh, it's just another PDF to download. I totally get that too. Cause there's times I download it, put it to my desktop and don't even look at it for a while. So I get that too. But, um, yeah. I think sometimes if I'm just in like a learning mode, I loved, I love freebies in the sense of like, um, I feel like sometimes it like helps with different things or I find someone new like Megan. <laughs> well, like to your point with that, like, like I use that in my marketing a lot. Like you don't need another freebie. That's just going to collect dust. Right. Like that's something I say a lot because a yeah. lot of people do that, but that's kind of a release of pressure to know, like we put, way too much thought into our freebies the fact is people are either going to sign up for the free thing or they're not and Mm -hmm. whether or not they open it and utilize it isn't a you problem 
you've got them on your list now. So how are you going to nurture them and get them to stay on your list? And then yeah. I know, to- and I know you were one of the people that were like, eh, it's just another PDF. Like what I totally get it's true. Cause there's times where I open things and I don't, or like I do it and I don't ever, ever like look at that business again. But then there's times where like you, like I signed up for the headquarters. Like there's times where like you did nurture me enough to where I'm like, Oh, I could, I would be really interested in this. And so, um, it does. I think it does help in, in some yeah. sense. I think it just depends on. Yeah. It's a matter like whether they look at it or not, I guess it, it, that part doesn't matter as much of as like what you do next. And I feel like for so many people, it's like, I can't figure out the right freebie. And so I'm just not going to do it and I'm not going to grow my list. And it's like, just take something that you already have, condense it down and, and make a PDF or, you know, whatever, just like, make something from something you already have and yeah. then figure out how you're going to do something really awesome once they're on your list. And I think yeah. that's like the biggest thing I see people kind of missing the mark with because mm-hmm. there, there's so much into like, what's this perfect freebie going to be that I'm going to use to get people on my list. They're either going to sign up for a thing or not, you know? And of course, if it's, if I would say like, like for a launch, right. I try to have like a very strong freebie when I'm heading up into a launch, but just for general email list growth could be whatever. It literally could be anything, you know? I think that was kind of like, Oh, if I need people to get on my list, like how do I encourage them to sign up? I'm like, well, give them something, you know, like, I don't know, like it might not necessarily be exactly what they want, but at least just, I don't know. I would, I guess that would encourage me more than be like, yeah, let me just type my email in and I'll be on here. Like if I get something out of it too, that's even better. Well, and we all know what we're doing here. Like we all know, like you're giving me a freebie because you want me on your email list. Like we, like, it's not a secret. So it's like, I don't know. I think I, I like a freebie too. And then I think it's just important to just figure out, like you got my free thing. How do I make you say, cause there are, you know, a group of people who will grab the freebie and then unsubscribe, which is fine but how can you appeal to those people so that they don't unsubscribe? And that's where your funnel and then your email strategy are going to come in play. And that's where the majority of like your attention should go to, I would say. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That does make sense. Yeah. And thanks for (laughs) helping me get out of my head about it, that I, it doesn't need to be perfect, but it's at least something I, I think the other part of that is that, okay, whenever I create the freebie, then I need an email sequence to at least follow it. So once they get the freebie, then, then they have at least, you know, a few emails that are sent out that are, you know, a week apart or whatever. So I think it's, for me, it's like, it's not just the freebie, but then it's the freebie and the welcome email. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, it could even be like for the sake of time, it could even be like the freebie, the here's your freebie, like sign up for the freebie. Here's an email with your freebie. Here's a little bit more about me. Reply to this email and let me know a little bit about you. And then that could be your funnel. Like that could be it. If that's enough to get you started, you know, Hey, I feel like we got deep into some email strategy today. I could talk about this literally all day, just like nerd out on it. But I would say overall, like you could make your email strategy as robust as you want. Like you, there's like the limit does not exist. Like you could literally have 
an email every day, 25 funnels, 1600 freebies. Like you could do that. And you can also have a really successful email list with one freebie, one funnel, one email a week, and just like build on top of that. I think what we tend to do with email is we overcomplicate it for ourselves, which we kind of talked about in here already. And so I would say just like strip it back, just start with the bare minimum, watch your numbers, watch the data, look at what types of emails people are opening, what types of subject lines are on those emails, like just pay attention to what's working and what's not, and then layer in and then add another thing, add another thing, um, and then repurpose as much as you possibly can. When they're in your funnel, make sure that you aren't sending like your normal emails to them because that can get a little bit overwhelming. Um, so you want to always start with the funnel and then, and so like the way to do that, at least on Flowdesk, which is what I use is you could say like, like, let's say it's my weekly newsletter, but I know that there's 10 new people in one of my funnels. I'll say send to everyone. And then there's a spot where you can exclude a segment and I'll exclude like the time management podcast funnel. Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty simple to do that too. Cool. Okay. Well, this was fun. I hope that it was helpful. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Megan. Wasn't that fun? Are you feeling pumped up to go jump in and tackle your own email marketing strategy? Like I said, this was one of my favorite conversations and we covered so much strategy. It blew my mind what we tackled in just an hour conversation. So if you're looking for a community of women who understand what it's like to grow your business, if you're looking for people to bounce ideas off of, network, collaborate with, and have run alongside you, the doors are open to the Boss Ladies and Babies headquarters. And we are having conversations like this on a monthly basis in our calls and also on a daily basis in our private community Voxer pod. If you're interested in learning more about the Boss Ladies and Babies headquarters, you can head to the link in the show notes or send me a message at megan at bossladiesandbabies.com. And P.S., if email marketing is at the top of your mind, stay tuned because I am going to be dropping a brand new resource to help you go all in on your email marketing strategy so you can simplify your marketing and build a sustainable strategy that's going to help you scale. How great would it feel heading into 2024 knowing that you have a strategy that you can repurpose, simplify, automate, and let do the heavy lifting for your business so you can relax and enjoy the things you love the most. Keep your eyes peeled, join our email list. The link is in the show notes and tune in next week for the announcement and how to access this brand new resource. Until next time, you've got this mama, stay bossy. I love this podcast so much and I am so excited that we are on season five of the Boss Ladies and Babies podcast. Some of you have been with me since the beginning. Some of you might be new listeners, but either way, I am so thankful for this space and this community and for you following along on my journey. Also, I'm so thankful that you inspire me every single day just by being here. I love connecting with and supporting other moms who are growing their businesses while raising their babies, and I couldn't do any of this without you. 
If you like this podcast, please, please, please leave me a quick review over on Apple Podcasts. I know you're a busy mom. I know you've got a lot to do. It won't take much. Just a quick emoji or a couple sentences is all we need to help get more eyes on this podcast, to connect with and inspire even more women, to grow our community together. I would be so thankful. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave that quick review, and let's keep this show growing. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure you follow us on social at Boss Ladies and Babies. Join the conversation in our private Facebook group and check out everything we have to offer like community, coaching, merch, and more at bossladiesandbabies.com. And until next time, stay bossy.